awesome. Kind of, you know, what we hoped for to get off on a, on a good foot, a good start here. Um, I think the clock is going to help him with the way he, he worked. The tempo was fabulous. Breaking balls, I think he probably saw a little bit of a bigger slider and then kind of a harder one, um, which is something he's been working on. I think that'll help his fastball command too. But had a really good feel for that, that slider, not cutter. So I thought he was outstanding, really. No, let's just go and give you, say, Kikuchi the Cy Young Award. Let's just be done with it. Be nice. Hey, it's Blair and Barker, our last show of the week because of the... Oh, sorry. I wasn't supposed to do that. No. Our last show of the week because of the NHL trade deadline tomorrow. Not that there are going to be any any trades made, but anyhow. They might as well have us on because all the trades are done. They might as well have us on. All trades are done. They're going to trade a lot. Anyhow, uh, we'll be back on Monday, and uh, we'll be joined by our by our special Florida correspondent on Monday. Yeah, hopefully, we'll see if the plane gets off. A lot of snow coming, and you got that flight that's always five and a half Ooh. minutes late, isn't it? Or no, you got a different one. Had, I'm, uh, we're not going to talk about airlines here. The last here, time but... I slept in the floor with you in, in yeah. the Florida airport yeah, will okay. be the last time I ever. Take that flight. Okay, all Ever. right. So you're in it. All right. Well, that, that you makes me, me once, not twice. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed because I, I was I was disappointed because I was looking Cheap forward. For a reason. I was looking forward to texting you and saying, "How's the floor feel, big uh, yeah, guy? Big funny. guy, Benny? You're real funny." Uh, so Barker will be down in Florida, Woo-hoo. and he'll give us a report on whether or not you say Kikuchi. How hot it is? Oh, absolutely. And whether or not you say Kikuchi really is going to win the AL Cy Young Award this year, because gosh darn it, it gosh darn it, everybody loves him. Two hitless innings yesterday. Uh, against the uh, against the Baltimore Orioles in a two one win oh, at Arizona, right. and uh, according to Arizona. Dispatch or Arizona, whatever the hell, Sarasota, Florida, against uh, There's a difference. the Orioles. <sighs> according to uh, the dispatches from Florida, he took a lot of satisfaction from seeing the reactions of Orioles hitters to his pitches. Uh, you know, and this is a team that he did face six times last year. Uh. I've seen yeah. I've seen some dudes have some really good spring trainings and then not show up during a regular season. Yeah. So you know I don't want to say that's going to happen to him. He he does look. He looks confident. He looks like he is a guy that's been with an organization more than one year. Like it's that first. Maybe he was one of those guys that sometimes you go to a new organization. It's a little tough for you to figure it out that first year. And it just seems like you know he's made some adjustments where he's moved his hands a little higher and that wasted motion of the leg kick and it's you know he's separating he pauses and you know now he's got his hands set a little higher it's not so much down around his belt which hides the the wasted movement all the things that it takes to get the ball out of the glove i just think it's confidence like sometimes it's you know those changes are nice and and give him credit for making those in the offseason and you can tell that they're starting to talk more about where his pitches are going mm-hmm. than all the mechanic stuff, and that'll tell you that he's figured it out and he's happy with it, and they're happy with it. And now he can evolve into maybe you know changing the grip on the breaking ball and making the slider go a little different directions, and maybe he's got two of them. And well, you know, and, for and, me, where's the velocity at? That for me, I think is the when he's got yeah. to that point where you start talking about him in a in a different way is now that the velocity, you know, I don't like the 92-94s. I would rather that be 95-96, but maybe I'm begging. You think I'm begging? No, I. as a matter of fact, look, I I think he, he looks to me like a guy who has had somebody whisper in his ear, take a look around. The best pitching prospect in this organization... He's coming. ...is coming, but, mm-hmm. but he's not going to be there out of spring training. 
the guy who's competing with for you with you for the fifth spot ain't is really hurt competing. and isn't real competing. Yeah, I, I, it's yours. I, it's yours. Yeah, go out and do what you got to do. Prepare yourself as if you are going to be in the rotation, and I think that gets to that gets to the level of confidence. I also I'm beginning to wonder. You know, because with with the pitch clock, there's a certain amount of stuff being thrown against the wall here. But we had we did hear from people that there were some pitchers who might be helped by the pitch clock, and maybe that helps them get into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. The thing is, he seems to think it is. So it's if he thinks it is, that's all that matters. You can talk yourself into a bunch oh, oh, of things, exactly. can't you? Yeah, you can. If if it's work, God love you, son. If it's working for you and it's floating your boat, then absolutely. All, all I can absolutely. say is, you, sometimes you got to look the part. Does he look differently now? the last two starts than he did at the end of last year. Yes. That's all that matters. Yeah, and if I need he can to go out and throw some quality strikes and get ahead of guys and let's just wait and see. But it was, it's a good start. The Jays are on the tube this afternoon and they'll be streaming on sportsnet.ca slash five ninety. If you're going out to the ballpark, if you're down in Florida, put the sunscreen on the lineup. For the Jays will be Springer, Bichette, Guerrero, wow, Barjo, Chapman, Merrifield, Jansen, Espinal, and Kiermaier. So you're getting you're getting the primo all, all Blue Jays lineup. Alec Manoa will be pitching. Keep an eye on Yosver Zuleta, who's scheduled to uh, to pitch out of the bullpen and is, uh, I would say, one of the candidates for a spot in the bullpen, depending on what the Jays. This year? He, he better be. training? He, yeah. he's. I believe his his clock is up. I think he's a... Uh, is a I think this is a rule five guy. Like, I mean, he's on the verge of becoming a rule five guy. Yeah. He's either gonna be he's gonna be in the team this year or he's gonna be gone, mm. basically. And uh you know, they're not there's there's some open spots there. I, I they would not I, I don't think that Trevor Richards has got a spot carved out. I think there's spots to be had in that bullpen. Uh, I think there's spots to be had, especially uh, given the fact that this is a team that's a salary cap team, and there are spots to be had for dudes who are making the major league minimum compared to $3 million. Um, well, I don't want to be that guy, but you could argue that they, there should be some spots of it. Well, yeah, but look, look how Look absolutely. how it ended last year. Absolutely. That's, I, that's I am, all you I, need to say. I have to admit that I'm a little surprised that um, – Sure doesn't given, sound the, like it. given the way it ended, that so many people just kind of shrug and think, well, yeah, the bullpen's not, back in town. Not tack. on this show. Uh, there, not on this there show. There are two or three guys that I would happily kick to the no curb. No question. I mean, you'd do it nicer than that. Yeah. I'd walk them to. <laughs> but you, you would be okay bringing a guy in that can throw 99 in a fastball count. Yeah. I'm saying. Uh, Be nice. So I mentioned Minoan's Luetto pitching today. Uh, Kevin Gossman will make his debut tomorrow. Alejandro Kirk is expected to be in uh, the Jays camp today. We'll be joined, by the way, by Derek Shelton, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Pirates manager, uh, in, in a few in, in a few minutes. And uh, AJ Burnett will join us as well. Mm-hmm. AJ Burnett's Twitter Twitter handle is What They Do Thirty Four. That's that's about right. Uh, we're going to talk to AJ Burnett, <laughs> one, of, one of Kevin Barker's favorite, my, one, one of my favorite teammates. Guy, he was it's one of period. your favorite teammates. Yeah, absolutely, a guy we have a lot of a guy we it's have a lot of, a of time for. A guy I really enjoyed dealing with in uh, Toronto. Um, kept in your toes, and uh, but we're going to talk about this this whole idea of coming to a new team. And with, with expectations joining a new team because A.J. Burnett's done it a couple of times. It is, yeah. There's a lot to that, right? And yeah. we just talked about Yusei Kikuchi coming to a team that ex- 
expectations were there. And sometimes it looks the way it looked last year for him and coming to a team. And, you know, you're supposed to hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. There ain't no looking over at the pitching coach and trying to figure it out. It'd be an interesting conversation to have. What was the worst team you were in spring training with? The Nationals. It's not even close. Is it different being because we're going to be talking to Derek? The, 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 pirate, the Pirates are going to be the Pirates are going to be scuffling. Say that name out loud. No, the Pirates are going to be scuffling this year. They're going to scuffle. Is it different being at spring training with a team that n- no one expects much of compared to you know like the I, Brewers teams you were, when you were a top prospect? Some of the Reds teams, there were expectations. That's, that's, there? A, that's a hard question to answer because I most of the the guys that are on the the pirates team no offense but are at the back nine maybe walking up to the 18th hole some of them that they they just brought in or new guys who are just happy to be big leaguers yeah so the that's a very hard conversation to to have because it's it's very different for every individual like they're not they don't have any guys that are on there that that they're giving 25 million dollars a year to right so brian reynolds wants 25 million well i mean i do too but (laughs) yeah it's I so five. yeah, I, I I think I think right now they're they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. I I just don't know how they get better. Just sounds like they have an owner just doesn't want to spend money or, or can't. I don't know which one it is, but fifty five million dollar payroll is not going to get it done. Like it's like Oakland, right? Forty one million. I saw Oakland when the Mets got three hundred almost three hundred forty million. It's I just don't not real sure how you can compete in baseball. And be happy about it. Like be be like it's okay that they're going to come and compete and play hard. Okay, you're still you're you're going to lose a hundred games. I, yeah. No, I I I feel I feel bad feel bad for I, him. I do. I, I, I honestly, God, too. I feel I feel bad. O'Neal for O'Neill Cruz is is a is a unicorn. I can't, That is like a giant human that's has more athleticism than most humans should ever have that can play short and hit baseballs. And if he could ever figure out how to just be short and quick consistently, like consistently, Mm -hmm. I'm not, uh, because when he does it, whoa. So that's something you can look forward to. But then what? Yeah, it's going to be a long year. It's tough. It's going to be a long year for Pittsburgh, which is a shame because it's a good, it's, it's a cool franchise. It's, it's a great, it's a great, it's a park. great park. It is. It's beautiful. My favorite park in baseball, and it's a it's a really good it's a good sports city and a good baseball city. So absolutely. Uh, but anyhow, we'll we'll have Baseball's we'll have Derek Shelton join us when they're a better team. Uh, yes, it is. It is. It, baseball's always better when some of those old teams and the Pirates you have been around even, forever. You didn't even ask <laughs> a follow up about the Nationals. Why do you say the Nationals? Okay, why do you say the Nationals? Well, there's that wasn't the first. It's the no, it's not the first. Yeah, but it's the worst. Oh, okay. <laughs> who was in that? Who was on that? Team? I, have, I, have, who knows? But I'm <laughs> Bryce Harper I, was, wasn't he? Yeah, but he was a pup yeah. when I was there, and he was he was going to the minor leagues, and you know, he was Captain Cool. Yeah. I mean, he still is. Did he but, still drive uh, to the ballpark in his uniform. I, then? I mean, you, he does now. I mean, you know. won two MVPs. Yeah, you can do what you want. That's you don't pretty have much uniform. Yeah. You pump gas, do you? You got why would you? Why would you want to do that? No, the only reason I say that is, is I knew I was going to AAA there, and they brought three guys who have been around a very long time to play first base in AAA, and I had to be the one in spring training to raise my hand and go, "How's this going to work? Like, who's going to play where, and how much playing time?" Who are the other two guys? I have no idea, but they were two old guys, and they had been around as long as I'd been around. So this is not. This wasn't going to work. 
So basically, you're you're. Was that your last jerking me around? Was that your last like team? That. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I didn't like that, so I had to be the one to go in somebody's office and say, "Hey, this ain't gonna work." And okay, since you feel that way, adios. Well, it was better that way because it wasn't gonna work. Yeah. Do you ever regret that that, that conversation? Uh, absolutely. I was nice about it. I, but I was going to be. Who did you have it with? You? I was, was it the man? The, was it? Uh, no, it was the field. It was the head of the minor leagues. Whoever right. that was, I'd have to look that up. I I spent fourteen seconds with him. Whenever I walked in and asked the question, "How's this going to work? Well, who's playing where?" And how? You know, I've been around a long time. I got almost three hundred homers in the minor leagues. Yeah, like I should be playing somewhere. How, how's this work? We got three dudes who have been around forever expecting to come to AAA and play. It's not going to work. So basically, you screwed up. So how's this going to work? And then that's sort of how that ended up. And But everybody has their story about every organization, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Um, what are you looking for from Alec Manoa today? 30 pitches and don't get hurt. <laughs> Here you go. Same thing you're looking for from Kevin Gosman tomorrow, right? Yeah, I think 30 so. pitches don't get hurt. Yeah, yeah, well, look, well, look, we'll watch with Chris Gosman. Ba- Chris Bassett, for <clears throat> me, didn't look free and easy. Like, he looked like he's guiding it a little bit. He just didn't look comfortable. I look for the opposite of the two guys that you just mentioned. Gosman and Manoa, free and easy. Like, I don't care where it goes. I don't care. Just if I get the sign and just, it's like I'm playing catch with whoever's catching. Mm-hmm. Danny Jansen, I'm playing catch with him, right? I'm not thinking about him slowing it down. I'm not, you know, thinking three pitches ahead. No, it's just I get it. I'm free and easy. My mechanics are right. I have a good follow through. I'm in an athletic position to field my position. That. Right. And nothing else. And 30 pitches and walk off the mound and, Look like you are the best athlete on planet Earth. How's that? That sounds good. I think we'd all take that. Uh, again, just get your work in. Get off the field. No question. Do your uh, recovery, as they're now called. They're not calling it rehab. They call it recovery. Now, they, they call that recovery for a while, but get your, do your recovery. They call then... it different when you're established. If that was me, they'd be, they'd be calling that something else. <laughs> so. That's true. That's just the way it is, That's right? True. That's the way. You know, That's the, good. Those no, two, I'm not, those I'm not two disagreeing. Those mean more to the Blue Jays yeah. That's true. than other guys. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that, that uh, is true. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't, I cannot, I cannot uh, disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, I cannot disagree with that at all. Uh, congratulations, by the way, on not, uh, not making me uh, congratulate you on the fact that Bo Bichette has done nothing but hit second. So yeah, I, I think I think if you've noticed anything about me doing this show with me, I usually don't come on this show and just say things all willy-nilly. I normally have it backed up with some certain things that I've had conversations with certain people that matter. And just make just makes more sense that why would I give a lesser guy more at bats than one of my best guys? Hmm. Things can change. I don't. Yeah, well, we're also, we'll also yeah, have to go, see. It. They're going to change because that dude's doing really well, and the dude hitting cleanup ain't doing nothing. Yeah, well, we'll that's, uh, that's why they'll also have. To, I think also once Alejandro Kirk is here, they'll have the lineup. He ain't hitting hey. second. Kirk and Belt will be in the lineup, and there'll be some moves. But anyhow, uh, that is for that is for the future. Today, the task at hand for the Blue Jays is the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pirates are managed by Derek Shelton, a longtime uh, major league coach, former Blue Jays coach, friend of the show, well, friend of Kevin Barker. Anyhow, I don't know about friend of the show, Derek Shelton joining <laughs> us. Derek, thanks so much for taking time out to, uh, to talk to us today. We, we, we trust things are going well. I'm going to get the, the obligatory pitch clock question out of the way, and then I'll let Barker ask yeah, yeah. you all the important stuff. But the pitch clock is something we're all talking about. 
And and from a manager's point of view, I don't know, Derek, have you had a chance to talk to your players yet about whether or not the umpires are dealing with them differently, whether or not Great the umpires question. have been more communicative early this in this spring because of the rules changes? Yeah, well, first off, I want to say thanks for having me on. And, and uh, I want to be a friend of the show. I was going to say longtime listener, first-time caller uh, right there. But uh, really appreciate you guys having me on. The answer to your question with the, the, the pitch clock, I think the umpires are learning like we are. And it's interesting, you know, in spring training, you have major league umpires and you have minor league umpires. And we had a minor league umpire the other day that you could tell was way more proficient at, you know, when to start the clock, when to stop the clock. And I don't think that's any indictment at all of major league umpires. It's just minor league guys have been doing it. And I think if you talk to John Schneider and his staff, I would assume they're learning every day. I mean, we're writing down a list of questions of, of how it's going and what should happen almost every inning. Uh, at, at, at what point did you decide that it would be good to play a half inning without umpires, though? <laughs> that was good. Well, I mean, that I, was, I'll tell you, had to ask. I, I was looking at, I, on my list of things I expected to see this spring as a result <laughs> of rules changes, I was not prepared for no umpires. That yeah. was good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't either. I will tell you guys that my father, who's a longtime coach, runs a, a clinic and runs a team in, in down in Tampa called Sandlot Baseball, and that's exactly what we were at for an inning. We were Sandlot Baseball, and uh, but no, Brandon Hyde came out and said, "Hey, do you want to play? Can we play the bottom of the half? The kid wants to pitch." I said, "Yeah, I don't care," and you know because it gives our young players a chance to get sure. more bats. And honestly, didn't think anything of it because it was you know, something that he went out and then he asked, you know, asked the umpires. He had thought the umpires had agreed to it. We brought a young pitcher off uh, in the top of the ninth. I was down talking to him and one of our coaches said, Hey, the umpires left. And then Brandon and I talked and he said, Hey, I still, I got this kid hot. I want him to throw. And I was like, here we go. We're going to play. And uh, their catcher called it and we were able to get four more bats out for our young guys. And, and, you know, it was, uh, it was fine. It, I guess it, it made more of a bigger deal, but for us, it was just uh, just a baseball game. Every time we ask John Snyder about going into this spring training, you know, what's the goals? He'll, he'll have this big list about all these guys trying to keep them healthy, yada, yada, trying to win a World Series. Uh, what, you know, with, with the Pirates, you brought in some older guys who have been there and done it, like Mc, Andrew McCutcheon and Santana and Rich Hill. Like, you brought some guys in. There's a reason why that clubhouse thing, we, we all know how that goes, but in spring training, what is what is your goals and you're trying to come away from this spring training with the Pittsburgh Pirates? Well, I think there's a couple things. You know, number one, uh, you know, I'll give you the stock answer is health. And it is a yeah. stock answer, but it's really important. We, we, I mean, we need to get through spring training healthy. We need our guys to, to start the season in Cincinnati. That's really important. The second thing is, is just to continue to grow our culture. And what I mean by that is over the last few years, We've created a culture with a ton of opportunities and we've played a lot of young players, very similar to the way the Jays did, you know, four years ago, five years ago, when they had this young group of players that were coming to the big leagues. Now we're getting those young group of players that are coming to the big leagues. This is the first year we've infused them with veterans. And so right now the, the culture of our clubhouse, adding McCutcheon, adding Santana, adding Rich Hill, those guys of kind of blending these guys together and getting them to play together uh, is really a goal. 
And honestly, that happens throughout spring training, but it really happens the last 10 to 12 days because right now guys aren't playing full games. We're losing guys at the WBC, uh, you know, and then, and then you have a ton of minor league guys that we're trying to get looks at. So I think the last 10 days is when that really starts to, uh, you know, permeate. You've seen a lot of really good young players. Talk about O'Neill Cruz. Yeah. Because we've seen him on TV. Obviously, we've watched him a couple of times. Um, it, you know, Barker calls him a unicorn and just says, man, if he could ever get his swing a little shorter, he, he'd do some serious damage. Yeah, I think unicorn is the way to do it. You don't see, I mean, there's only one other six, seven guy in the game, uh, and he plays the outfield. You know, O'Neill's playing in the middle of the diamond, and it's a challenge. It's a challenge learning a strike zone. It's a challenge knowing what pitches he can swing at, what he can't, what he can hit. And and I would agree with Bart. The big thing is just going to be controlling his own, you know, shorting the swing up, making sure that the balls that he's supposed to put in play puts in play. But way more importantly, swinging at the right pitches. And we saw it last year in September. We saw his OPS continue to climb when he made good swing decisions. And that's really the focus in spring training for us. What about goals? You know, Hayes at third base, Cruz at shortstop. It's not too bad, right? You know, you're trying to sell it to a fan base who wants some winning to go on. If you, if you had a base to to try and build around, those two guys would be what you'd want to do it with. I, You know, I talk about goals all the time. I used to try and have these when I was – as, as a baseball player, right, you 330 and 100. That, that sort of be the thing. But with those two guys on, on the the left side of the infield with no shift, I'm sure that adds a little bit different element to it too, right? They're very athletic. But is there talks with them about goals throughout the season? I know you're talking about health and getting them through, especially with Hayes. He's had some injuries there. Is there some goals that you have for those two guys going into the season? I don't know I don't know if it's specific number goals. Uh, it, it's more the goals around consistency. Yeah. You know, I, I think with, in Key's case, it's it, like you, you pointed out, it, it's health. We need to keep him on the field as much as possible because when he's been on the field, he's been extremely productive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't prevent getting hit by a pitch, uh, you know, like he did two years ago, the second game of the season. I mean, that's, that's an uncontrollable. So we, his health is, is first and foremost. Uh, because he's one of the elite defenders in the game. I mean, he's special to watch. He does things that, that are so unique and people don't even realize with the way he moves his feet. Uh, and then for O'Neill, it's just consistency. I mean, the thing we we forget, I think, kind of as an industry, is this kid's only played in about you know, 60 games, 70 games at the major league level. But because he's six, seven, because he does things that, that show up every night, regardless of whether it's, you know, how hard he hits it or how hard he throws it. You know, he's been kind of in the public eye. So just the consistency every night, it's hard to be a major leaguer. And it's hard when you're hitting at the top of the order as a young kid to be able to do that. So just making sure that he focuses on what he's supposed to do every day is, is the thing that we're kind of highlighting the most. Derek, listen, we really yeah. appreciate your uh, your time today joining us Great before stuff. game time. Thanks so much, man. Uh, best of luck yeah, this good year. Luck. Stay healthy. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Be well. That's Derek Shelton, manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Good dude. Yes, and it's and it can't be easy, right? You know, you want to win even as a manager, right? It's it's yeah. you're, you're 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 trying not to think ahead. You're just trying to think about what's right in front of you. But losing 100 games a year just can't be the easiest thing for everybody. And and to listen to him talk, and I've talked to him a bunch too, he's a very energetic manager. Like he tries to yeah. bring that every single day because he knows it's not easy. Right? It's, it's, it, so it's, 
Yeah, and you wish, know, you wish them the best, right? I, I, you, you wish, yeah. You hope that those two. That's why you try and ask when you're asking questions. Other than Reynolds, yeah. you're asking questions about those two guys because if they are healthy, at least fans of the Pittsburgh Pirates have something to come to the field, even if they're not winning, right. to watch those two dudes on the left side of the infield play, and and hopefully they are. You know, it's a different healthy. division, but I've also got to think that that what the Baltimore Orioles did last year probably gives fans of some of those teams. A certain amount of hope in that the Orioles went out and and hit on just about every free agent, you know, minor acquisition. Look at that bullpen. I mean, they basically put a bullpen together off the waiver wire, picked up a bunch of guys that that the people didn't want. And yeah, it's uh, and I, and I got to say this as well. You know, it it ain't the toughest division. It's not the toughest division in baseball. It's not the toughest division in baseball right now. And I just hope, I mean, for Derek Shelton's case, I hope they keep it together because I think he's a really good, I think he deserves to be a major league manager. Yeah, I do too. And I hope that they give him enough time so that if this thing does flourish in two years down the road, that, that, that Derek, Derek gets yeah. to be a part of, with you. of the team when they're, mm-hmm. uh, when they're contending. Because as we've said, and I know a lot of people uh, a lot of people have gone down to games in Pittsburgh. I think our producer Mark Boffo has gone down to games in Pittsburgh. It's just it's a uh, it's a wonderful place. It is to, to go and watch baseball. Mm-hmm. And um, as I said, the fans deserve a good team. So 107 will be the first pitch today. That game will be on TV on Sportsnet. Uh, it'll be Alec Manoa against Ronsi Contreras. It'll be some good pitching in that game at mm-hmm. least. Uh, and that starts at 107. It's streaming on the radio. And it's on Sportsnet TV. And as we mentioned, you basically have – it's basically an opening day lineup, I think, for the uh, for the Blue Jays, depending Clean on your – Clean up hitter, maybe. Mix that around a little bit more. But Yeah, I'm sorry because uh, – Kirky's not there. And Kirk's Belt's not, not in there. there. Merrifield's in left and Espinal's at second. Uh, like, so, yeah. yeah, close. Close to uh, – It is. Close to, uh, close to the opening day lineup. Varsho's in right. Springer's DHing. So, yeah. But, again, that game will be at 107. Um, a reminder that we have the, we've got to come up with a name for it. The Barker fan line, your chance to talk to Kevin Barker. Uh, and the number is 416-413-3959. I think I got that number right. And, uh, yeah, leave, leave a, leave a question or a comment for Kevin. If we like it, we'll get it on the air. We'll do that every day. And as we, when we move to two hours, we'll endeavor to put a couple of, uh, a couple of those comments on as well. Yep. And uh, we already got James on. James from Medicine Hat yesterday talking about the uh, Jays catching situation. And lo and behold, Rob Brantley, who we talked about, got a hit yesterday mm-hmm. uh, for the Blue Jays. Well, the, uh, we talked about the Pittsburgh Pirates. And the Pirates have s- sent out a list of their promotions for this year. One of the promotions they're having is having our next guest, A.J. Burnett, throughout the first pitch of the season mm-hmm. on opening day to Russ Martin. And, of course, there's a big Blue Jays connection there. A.J. Burnett uh, signing a big free agent contract with the Blue Jays. It was a momentous occasion. I remember covering the winter meetings when it was signed, and there was a lot of talk about it. I had a three-year opt-out. It was a very creative contract. There was a lot of last-second bargaining that went on. And at the time, I remember having someone tell me, you know, these three-year opt-outs, more and more teams, more and more players are going to go they're going to they're gonna start looking at these opt-outs. Mm-hmm. That was very much the case with A.J. 
Burnett. So uh, he's pitched for a number of major league teams. He knows what it's like to show up in spring training as the hot prospect, the guy everybody's counting on, the big money free agent, the guy everybody's counting on again. And then, you know, when he was with Pittsburgh, a guy that, uh, well, those Pirates teams flirted with a little bit of success. So he's been, he's been everything. He's done it all. And he's going to join us next. A.J. Burnett. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590. The Fan 360 and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Mary Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right, uh, welcome back to Blair and Barker. Still got to come up with a name for the phone line, 416-413-3959. Don't overthink it. No, I'll come up with something. Like the top three dudes in that lineup. Don't overthink oh, it, Stop buddy. it. You're so happy. I mean, I've never... It's spring training. I've never seen anybody take as much glee out of being right about a lineup for five spring training games the I way mean, you are. I just remember the manager saying... We want these guys to get in a spot and stay in a spot. Well, mm. anyhow. Uh, the Jays and Pirates will be playing this afternoon in Dunedin. You can catch the game on Sportsnet TV. It'll be streaming live. I just noticed that... Uh, Nobody's on the field. They have attached the pitch <laughs> clock next to the, the bug. Uh, there you go. Uh, Except it's wrong. <laughs> It says 34 seconds. Anyhow, we, we just finished talking to uh, Derek Shelton, manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates, and we were talking about what a great uh, what a great baseball city Pittsburgh was and how Absolutely. Barker enjoyed playing there. I loved going down as a writer, and I've, I mean, it's one of the one of three cities I've gone down to as a fan just just to, like, jump in the car, drive down with the family. Because you have to. It's one of those stadiums. It's a great stadium. It is. This year on opening day, uh, the Pirates are going to have A.J. Burnett uh, throughout the opening pitch to Russ Martin. So there's a real Blue Jays connection there. And uh, we're very pleased to bring on A.J. Burnett. Mr. Burnett, thanks so much for joining Barker and myself. I trust that you're doing well. I mean, the first thing I'll ask you is, like, what are you doing with yourself these days? Well, first of all, hello, fellas. Um, I'm doing all right. I mean, I'm just traveling here and there with Karen and, and visiting the boys. They're all off and all grown up, and I'm building my mud machines like, you know, country boys do, and <laughs> day by day, man, trying to keep moving and not getting the pounds. I, <laughs> lo- I love it. Hey, let, let me be, be honest with me now. Are you, you almost sound like you love it, too. Are you, absolutely. Are, you've earned it. Do what you want. I, I got to be honest. Are you practicing Throwing to a catcher, right? Are are you going to bounce this thing? Are you going to overthrow it? Are you not going to hit the catcher? Y'all know me too well. I'm on day six of my throwing program right now. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you would be. Not lying one bit. AJ had to come home for something yesterday. So me and him through yesterday. It was day five. I got a buddy up here. We've been kind of just tossing around. It will get the whole plate, my man. I promise you. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's great stuff. Well, that's it's what been you... so long, man. Hey, I ain't picked up a ball in like seriously a couple of years, man. Like I just I'm not around it much anymore. You yep. know, I watch here and there on the tube, but I just there's nothing. It's not around me. So hey, I don't, as, I don't, lo- as long don't... as you don't do it in front of the rubber, you have to do it from the rubber, or I'm gonna laugh at yeah, you. Yeah, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell it up. I'm gonna tell it up. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna tell it up. I'm not gonna dig it out, but I'm told up. 
Yeah, okay. Well, me and me and Jeff have been talking about some new guys that are coming to some really good teams and expectations. And you're the perfect guy to be asking this because you went from Florida to Toronto, Toronto to the Yankees, Yankees, Pittsburgh. Like you went from some teams and went there signing some deals and expected to do some things. Is that hard? What's the hardest part about that, right? The first day, take me through the A.J. Burnett. You know, you just signed a deal and your expectations are off the charts. What's the hardest thing about that? Um, mentally, you just want to – you can't block it out, you know, I mean, because it's there. But you just want to put added pressure on you. You know, you don't want to um, try to do more than you're capable of doing because of what your contract says. Uh, you just have to do what you're capable of doing. And I didn't learn that until way down the road. Um, uh, my first couple with the Jays, I had good and bad, good and bad. Finally, you know, started listening to Doc and I fit my hat and Sunshine came out and figured some things out, you know, and started just being AJ, you know, not trying to go out there and, and throw complete games and, and win all-stars and Cy Youngs. I mean, I ain't had that before, so why? I mean, obviously I shoot for that, you know what I mean? But, I mean, it's not like I'm trying to overdo what I'm capable of doing. And, you know, you can't do that. You got to do what you're capable of doing and do that to the best of your ability. Yeah, was there, uh, you know, as your career went on, now, you know, you you – you're drafted by the Mets. You're traded by the Mets. Uh, signed with the Blue Jays. Signed with the Yankees. You were traded by the Yankees, the Pirates, et cetera, et cetera. Was it was it different for you being moved in trades compared to signing as a free agent? I never thought of that. Um, not really. Um, you know, the Toronto Toronto deal was. Was free agent, I think. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get traded there, so that, that was different. But the other two, I mean, I don't really thought of it like that. But I mean, man, things happen for a reason, and I know both those, you know, both those trades um, had good and bad, and, and but they both happened for a reason, and, and put me in a position where I could end my career the way it was. Mm-hmm. Okay, AJ. Yeah, now you know the new rules, right? The pitch clock, and that would be the one thing, you know, holding runners on it. I tried to remember when you were coming on if you were a guy that held runners on. I don't think you were, you know, you would probably pause I, a little bit. Well, you weren't a big thrower over guy. I was, so. a, holder, I was a holder more than a pickoff guy. Yeah. Um, I would pick off a couple times if I knew you're, you know, you'd be shaking over there, but I, but I wasn't quick to the plate either. You know what I mean? So yeah. I had to do something where, you know, I, so that this this throw over, man, that would just give him a double if I'm on the mound, man, because I get I, I got to do some stuff to keep. <laughs> so you got to have him on a second. How about that's crazy? Yeah, how about yeah, the, pitch clock? the pitch clock? Like I heard yeah. you guys talking, so it's, it's right behind home plate. So uh, that comes set. They're off to the side, yeah. Would that be a big deal for you? Obviously, you're a big, tall guy. You're a hard thrower. You know, you're methodical on the mound. I think that's generous, the methodical thing. Would there be adjustments for you, right? Would there be, you know, you got to hurry up. What would be the hardest thing about spring training and learning how to do those kind of things with a pitch clock? 15 I seconds, you got to hurry up and I throw it. I think it's different for those guys that have multiple pitches. You know, mm-hmm. I was a thrower, so... Um, I was two pitch guy for most of my career, two stubs in the phone, my good changeup because I had other pitches that I knew were better. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I wouldn't have to rush them much. I wouldn't think, 
Um, but I, I did have a good little rhythm going, so I think that was under was it twenty seconds? Is that what it is now? Yeah. With twenty with somebody oh, on yeah, from the stretch. I hope I all bought on playing them in twenty seconds. But I mean, but the guys that are thinkers out there, the guys that have cutters, sliders, hooks, change ups, you know, all these, you know I could see maybe that I could make them rush a little bit. They have to learn to, to cope with time and but if you I guess if you're prepared and you go over everything you should go over, then you should be well enough prepared where it shouldn't last over 20 seconds. AJ, do you like it? Do you like this part of the game, right? Do you like that they've made changes? Do you think they had to, you know, watching a baseball game? Or do you watch baseball? Do you like it? I watch here and there. I do. I watch here and there. Um, obviously, it doesn't affect me any. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why they're doing some of the stuff they're doing, man. As a, as a, honestly, I just I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I mean, I used to joke with hitters all the time. Um, about it being a hitter's game, you know, I've always got to lower the mound and, and make the balls tighter and bring the fences in. Now we got a clock. <laughs> now we got bigger bases. I mean, at least jump the mound up for us or something, but that's bitch and bias. I'm just joking. But it, I mean, some of them, I don't, I guess they got to do things to do things, I guess, is what it looks like from from where I'm sitting. And one of our listeners just DM'd me and said that his he imagines that if you pitched <clears throat> with a pitch clock, the first thing you would do is throw the ball at the clock and try to break it. He's thinking, he's thinking, he's thinking of the uh, that throwing the ball at the at, at the, at the Marlins window. mascot at the yeah. car window. Yeah. He said, hey, uh, "That's the first thing AJ report, would do. Would be, broken. yeah, he'd try to break the clock, warm up." Well, hey, if it's broke, I can't see it ain't working. I mean, that's, that's I like the way he's thinking, man. You know, get that out of the way, eliminate that, and then go about your business. Yeah. Uh, hey, what were your memories? Because we were talking to Derek Shelton about the Pirates. And look, the Pirates have an awful lot of work to do. But we, we were talking about how much they love that city and like going to that ballpark. And what are your memories of the Pirates? When you look at your career, how would you rank your experience with Pittsburgh compared compared to the other the other experiences you had? Oh, man, it's top notch. I mean, only because of where I was and how I ended up and and – it was just a perfect, like I said earlier, things happened for a reason. So, I mean, I went from New York to Pittsburgh and I could have, I could have went there and, and just had, you know, obviously a different attitude and, you know, and, and different, it's a different culture, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I could have, but I didn't, I went there with open arms. I was like, look, you know, this is your chance to go find yourself. Cause I had been struggling a couple of years, just find who I was. Because I was one of the guys that did put out of pressure on himself, you know, and I wasn't performing because I was overperforming. And it was really good to get back somewhere where I was just able to go out on the mound and pitch, man, and pitch. And, you know, my second start with the Pirates, I got shelled. You know, I won the first game against St. Louis, went to their place, got shelled 12 runs or like 12 in, or two innings, or something like that. And, it would have been chaos anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But I just sat in that dugout and I sat proud and I went out there and I ran off eight or whatever, eight or nine straight after that. I don't forget yeah. what it was. Something ridiculous. I mean, it's just, it needed to happen. And, and, but I say that because of the impact I had, like I never knew I could have an impact on, on the squad. Like I had there, um, you know, it made me feel, you know, kind of like, I hate, you know, to compare myself to him, but to the impact that Roy had when I was there, mm-hmm. like the way that that, the way that clubhouse looked up to Roy and everybody, you know, and that's just how I felt when I walked in that clubhouse in Pittsburgh. So it was, it was crazy. Yeah. I remember going down and actually doing a story in you one time down there when I was at the globe mail. And that, I mean, that, that team was really good. 
you know, the, those those teams are really good. And you had you guys had fun, man. Like it was a good good place to be, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. It was a good spot in in my career where where I needed to be. AJ, listen, man, we really yeah. appreciate you joining us. It's good to hear from you. Glad you're yeah, doing miss well. You, buddy. And uh, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Barker. Yeah. Barker yeah. talks about you all That's the time. Right. Absolutely. I, I, I often say That's you're the best teammate That's I ever had. He had to calm me down one he had to calm me down one time because Toronto took my walkout song I wanted and my picture song. I don't know. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah, I I one was. It, was, it was one of those new crazy songs, and sure enough, it was on like the Jumbotron for the whole team. I was like, you believe this? Barker also Barker yeah. also told me that uh, your warm-up music, Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson, yeah, he'd yeah. always tell you that, man, if you're coming out to throw that, if that's your warm-up music or your yeah. walkout music, pitch don't be, be throwing 91. 91. No. It's got to be 99. It does. <laughs> He also told me what you would do back on the mound when you heard that, but I'm not going to say that on the air. Oh, that's great. You're the best, oh, buddy. God. Yeah, you're good, man, yeah, AJ. Thank Listen. you guys for having me. Yeah. I appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks be well. Take care. That's awesome. It's AJ Burnett. Uh, as I said, it, it was uh, it was a it was a trip covering see, the team that he was on. It really was. Listening to him talk, I think that side matters, right? The, the behind yeah. the scenes, feeling like you're wanted, looked up to, Going to a place that you can help, and and that's a big deal, right? Yeah. Even though that doesn't really matter anymore, I Listen. don't think about how much money you're getting paid. It's about all those little things behind the scenes that give you confidence that you can go out there, maybe have a hiccup, and still come back and help a team and an organization. Yeah, I mean, and and you know what? There were a couple of those, a couple of those Pirates teams were really, that's really, really the last time they were really good. fun to be around. Right. You know, I'm looking at the team that lost the National League Division Series, which was 2013. And I, again, I remember going down and I mean, this is the team they had Russell Martin. Uh, they had Starling Marte, Andrew McCutcheon, AJ was on the team. Neil Walker was a real good player. Yeah. Was on the, Garrett Cole was a young starting pitcher mm-hmm. in that team. It was, uh, and that was back. We used to talk about, there was a time where the NL central had four or five teams and they went at each other. It was like a freaking hockey game. Like each other. No, there were brawls all the time. Guys were throwing at each other all the time. Yeah. It was, uh, it was like, it was serious, serious, serious stuff. And Clint Hurdle was the manager and like Clint Hurdle to begin with, but yeah, there were a couple of years and it was kind of cool seeing AJ was kind of the wild child when he was here in Toronto I remember going to the clubhouse and and Glenn Hurdle's talking about, you know, AJ's the guy that, you know, a couple of times he'll call the meeting. You know, let's get our head, let's get our heads out of our asses. Yeah, yeah. And I used to kind of I've been in a couple. <laughs> yeah. And I used to kind of just kind of look at it and shake my head, but that yeah. was true. And Russ Martin said the same thing. AJ's a leader here, man. The yeah. Younger guys look up to him because AJ's a kid at heart. Yeah, I did. You know, I, I had a lot of fun with him. I mean, he he tried to make it fun. I don't think his career here went the way he wanted it to go. No. But yeah, I, there I was think. a lot. There was a lot of pressure on that on him with that him contract. Doc, him and Doc too, sort of. You know, the one-two punch, yeah. and yeah, it's probably not realistic. Well, and it was think. also, you know, it was kind of the first time that the Blue Jays really started getting into free agency, and and sure. they, they made a, they made some interesting contractual decisions. Vernon Wells's contract, Alex Rios's contract, in and around this, you know, they got B.J. Ryan and A.J. Burnett. And, you know, people to this day go, my God, those are horrible contracts. Well, they actually really weren't. No, they didn't. You know, the Jays didn't win. But 
at the time, the B.J. Ryan contract was a, a big statement by this ownership. Like People need to go back and look. I keep telling them. There's a lot of history of this team between 2015. Like it's, it just didn't start mm-hmm. the day that that uh, Alex went out and traded for Troy Tulowitzki and David Price. There's a yeah, crap yeah. ton of history with this team. Yeah, and it's yeah. There there was there was some money spent. There was some money spent, and it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, quick little story. I, yeah. I, in spring training, AJ came to me. I think it's 2006. Whenever I was with the Blue Jays, I think that's when it was. When he was here, and and he was bored one day and wanted a boat, <laughs> and said and said, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Well, actually, I got to go play this game because it's it's one of those long trips that yeah. I had to go on." And he Barker didn't. in field five, uh, absolutely, yeah. and I didn't. I said, "Come and pick me up." And he actually came back to the field and picked me up. That's when the you know that field didn't look yeah. like it does now. Yeah, right. So he comes in this big giant truck, and and he we went to some boat place, and he wrote a big giant check for a big giant boat. <laughs> So I thought that was kind of funny. That sounds like that's my little that story. That sounds like AJ. Yeah, I'm sure he's enjoying life. Oh, I'm well, sure he's you know, enjoying he life. It. Good yeah. for him. Uh, I, we got to figure out what to call this. The number is four one six four one three three nine five nine. I'm just gonna call it the Barker Fan Line for now. Uh, we want you to call up and leave questions, comments, something that'll get us talking. We'll play it at the end of the show, and uh, you can call up your friends and go, "Hey, you know what? Those two donkeys." actually answered my question on the air. So without any further ado, let's go to hey, the Hey, this is Kevin line. Barker from the Fan 590. We do Blair have to change this. Show. If you have any That's questions, perfect. comments, Especially or complaints part. about Jeff, feel free to leave it after the beep. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to get it down and get it singing. Mm-hmm. Who do we have? Which Okay, fellas, Clifton. And it's oh, Clifton! Oh, Let me be the first you. to say this. You guys can forget about Kikuchi. Forget about Pearson or any other young pitcher for that matter. The fifth starter for the Jays this upcoming season will be Drew Hutchison. Oh, Walker is going to turn this guy into what we were expecting from him the first time around. Write this down because I'm going to be calling you guys back every single week to remind you of my prediction. Clifton and Etobicoke. Great oh. to hear from Clifton. Drew Hutchinson, former opening day starter, the Blue Jays. Look, it's, I mean, Mitch White and Yusei Kikuchi's a battle for the fifth spot. That's what we were told. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi. I, we didn't actually, did you find it interesting he started on three days? No, it's 30, in, in, 33 pitches. Okay. I, 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 somebody tweet, uh, DM'd me and said, ask Barker. So 33 could, pitches. Okay. 33 so he, pitches. he started on on, on Remember now, he's, he's used to doing that too from the pen. He did that in the pen and right. you know, right. once he starts throwing more innings, you won't see that as much. Look, the, uh, I mean, I don't know about the Jays. are. You're going to need more than five starting pitchers this year. You just, uh, you yeah, know you, you are. You might see Drew, but. But yeah, I would argue if you see Drew, it's probably not a good thing and no disrespect to Drew because. Or Clifton. Or, or, or Clifton. But, you know, Clifton, I, listen, it's going to be very, everything, everything below the top four starters on this rotation depends on what Ricky Tiedemann I, I'm does. I'm going to say, not, like, not, like, I not mean, this the, year for the me. Order. Well, not this year for me. You don't think there's a chance they could bring him up in I August mean, or, or July? Chance, there's a chance for anything. Anything. But, okay, but but my point is, if Ricky Tiedemann... Perfect world, no, you're getting that 170 innings from somebody else. Right, but if Ricky Tiedemann does push the envelope, that's when things start changing, because that's when that 
extra you starter seven, spot. You get your 730 from the first four guys. You're getting your 170 from a plethora of other guys, whoever that is. I would think you bring in a guy like Drew Hutchinson. You've got plan. You're, 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 you're planning on oh, him as deaf. being one of your he's, guys. He's deaf. Yeah. Interesting, though. I did not expect that. And Clifton will. I know one thing I know about Clifton, he'll reach into his wallet and back up. <laughs> if there's if there's somebody out there, and I don't uh, know if there's an over-under on Drew solid. Hutchinson uh, innings pitch. It's a solid thought. It's not something I'd come up with. So good for Clifton. But but it does tell you, again, how much that this – how much a, a good spring – not even – if you say Kikuchi can just kind of be okay – that's a big deal for this 140 team. 140 innings it gives you. How about that? You say Kikuchi keeps a lot of stuff away. And if he does that, he also, to your point, he also buys you a little more time with Ricky Tiedemann. I don't think you – don't be in such a hurry. Like it's he'll, about, be, he'll be here soon, Cam, it's about, it's about winning this year. Well, it is, yeah. It's about winning this year. But you don't want to screw it up either for that kid, right? There you go. That is us today. Always great to hear from uh, – Clifton and Etobicoke. A reminder, we will be off tomorrow, Friday, because of the NHL trade deadline. I'm not supposed to be happy, am I? And we'll be back on Monday, same time, 11 to noon Eastern on Sportsnet 590, Fan of Sportsnet 360. Mr. Barker will be in Florida. Cannot wait to hear how warm it is. Your first person accounts in Florida. So, for all of us here at Blair and Barker, have a great weekend.